Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. What a worthy moment to magnify and lift up the name of the Lord. Praise God, praise God. There is such a sweet, sweet presence of God in this place. Amen, I really believe that God wants to speak something. Amen, even more than what's already been said and what's already been done, I believe that God wants to speak something in our heart. Amen, I, want, I need to say some things, but I feel like right now, I need to say some things before we leave, but I feel like right now I need to say this. Yes. Yes. Amen, so if somebody will help me remind me um, before we dismiss, amen. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 30. A few days ago, I was sitting in my office and began to read over this passage of scripture and just... Something here just got a hold of my heart. Amen. I don't intend to preach a long time, but I don't intend to stop until Jesus does. Amen. But the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30 and verse number nine. Amen. I just want to say this as a precursor. I'm just going to read this passage of scripture. And I feel like the Lord has given me a few things to say, but I just want to leave room for the Lord to do something. Amen, because I feel like that God has just given me partial instructions this morning. And so I'm just gonna move in obedience to him. Amen. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 30 and 9, in verse 9, and, and the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy body and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy land for good, for the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoice over thy fathers. I wanna just pause here and say that verse nine is certainly predicated upon verse 10. So if we just read verse number nine and kind of sit down and say, well, glory to God, and go home, we're gonna miss the point. Because the point is found in verse number 10. If, how I many knows that's a small word, but it can just change everything. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in this book of the law, and if thou turn unto God, unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. So here it is all hinging upon if we will hearken and if we will turn. 
God's got some wonderful things in store for us individually, for our families, and for our church if we will hearken and if we will turn. Now, before you think we're setting the bar so high that none can reach, I just want us to keep reading. For this commandment in verse 11, for this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. So God says, here's some things I'm gonna require from you, but if you think I'm gonna hide these requirements, I'm not gonna hide them from you. I'm gonna make them available. And the verse number 12 said, it is, not in, it, is, it is not in heaven that thou should say us who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, well, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Verse number 14 says, but the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. Amen. I didn't hide it around behind a building. We're not playing hide and seek. Amen. You say, well, how are we gonna go to the space and get it or how are we gonna go across the sea and get it? He said, you're not gonna have to do that. It is a word that is nigh thee. Amen. Lord, I love you today. Thank you for the hope that we find in you, the promises that we find in you. And I'm just asking you to touch my mind and anoint my heart, quicken this word to my spirit and do a quick work today here among us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. And you can be seated. We often want to jump straight into the promises of various passages of scripture like verse number nine. We really love it when the scripture says something along this line in verse number nine. We can find similar passages and similar promises. We like it when the Lord says, I'm gonna make thee plenteous in every work of thy hand. Well, we, we like that. God's gonna bless whatever I touch. We like it when the Lord says, I will make thee plenteous in the fruit of thy body. We like it when God says, I will make thee plenteous in the fruit of thy cattle. And we certainly like it when God says, I will make thee plenteous in the fruit of thy land. People far and wide love the idea or the concept that God is going to bless me. Please do not think these following remarks are anything associated with cynicism. It is not, they're facts. But if you were to set up a tent on the corner of 349 and 27 or the corner of whatever and whatever, and you put up a sign outside that says signs, miracles, and wonders, and healings, just come get it. The lines would be long, the crowd would be thick, because it's here we're gonna be able to find God gives us something. God provides for us something. But let me tell you something that I know from experience, that not long after those tents are folded away and the man and, and the ministry is gone out of town until the people just dissipate, because we're far more interested in the idea of God blessing us and God giving us, and we're not really into the idea of God requiring something of us. 
Amen. Amen. God is wanting to bless. God is wanting to do. I believe tonight or today, if we could just see God, I believe that we would see him like a horse in the stall. I believe that we would see God standing with a great anticipation of his heart and spirit of the things that he wants to do for us. And I'm gonna again say individually and in our families and corporately as a body of Christ, but there are some things that God is waiting for us to do. He said, if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and if you will keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in the book of the law, and if thou will turn to the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. In this particular category of scriptures, what the Lord is saying is I'm going to do something powerful and real in your life, amen, but you need to hearken to the voice of the Lord and we need to keep his commandments and we need to keep his statutes, amen, they are those things that are written in the book of the law and we need to turn to the Lord with all of our heart and with all of our soul. I believe that God is looking for someone that will embrace his power and his commandments and his word and it's not just something we hold hands with and flirt with on Sunday or Wednesday, but I believe that God is looking for someone that is sold out and they have cashed in and they have thrown it all in. It's all or nothing. Amen. I am not just this on Sunday. I am not just feeling this move and this stir in my spirit on Wednesday or any other uh, church time or church event. I don't want to get stirred up and cool off and stirred up and cool off but I want to commit myself to the commandments of the Lord and I want to wake up every day and feel the weight and the burden of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. This is not just about Hatchby and Apostolic Church. This is not just about the United Pentecostal Church International, but this is about the kingdom of God. And so I pray, Lord, every day help me to wake up and put on the weight of the kingdom. Praise God. Amen, we've been teaching about the Lord's Prayer and we are talking about thy kingdom come. But it's gonna be hard to pray for the Lord's kingdom to come if we're not doing everything within our power to usher in, amen, to usher in the coming kingdom of the Lord. I believe that when that last soul has heard and felt the pull and the draw of God that he's gonna call the church home. Amen, that's why the church shouldn't be on our laurels. We shouldn't be leaning back and just waiting for the Lord to do something. But I say God stir within the hearts of this community. Amen, I'm gonna challenge you to pray for your neighborhood. I'm gonna challenge you to pray for the city or the community where you live. Pray for the neighbors on the street where you live. I don't know that necessarily God is gonna require the church to print out a track or a door hanger or some kind of pamphlet to put in the hand of every person here and there. How would we dare blanket the world with a piece of literature? I'm not sure that's what God has in mind. I believe as I taught some time ago that the Lord is drawn to desire. And if there is somebody that's hungry for the word of God and hungry for the spirit of God, God is gonna send a man of God. He's gonna send a voice of God. Praise the Lord. 
I know I've mentioned it before, but I just gotta underline it again, amen, because it just confirms something in my spirit. But a few, whenever it was last year sometime, I believe a missionary that stood and felt drawn from Canada to resign their church and go to the Solomon Islands. And as he stood that night and said, why me, why me? And the Lord said, I have dealt with others to go, but you're the first person to say yes. I ask in my mind, what was going on? I believe the Lord gave me the answer to that. I believe there was desire in the Solomon Islands and God found somebody somewhere on the face of the earth that said, I will go. It's an age old question. Amen, that's what Eleazar asked the young lady when he was taking her back home to be the bride of Isaac. Will you go? She said, I will go with this man. She didn't say, how long is it gonna take? How long is it gonna be before we get there, how much have we got to go through to get there, her mom and dad tried to talk her out of it, are you sure you are up to the battle, she said I will go I believe that God is looking for a bride today, that just says I will go, amen, let's pray amen, let's pray, we certainly want to pray for the ministries of our church, but included in that, let's pray for the spirit of desire to just run rampant up and down the street that we live on Amen, God, let the desire of the Holy Ghost, amen, create in man a desire to be filled with your spirit. Praise God. Whoo, hallelujah. So this verse becomes a pivotal point to it all. In verse 11, there's a prophetic focus upon where the word truly is. Now you gotta remember, we are just in the threshold, just over the threshold of the Old Testament. Amen, we are just crossing over the threshold of the Old Testament, so to speak, in the book of Deuteronomy. But the Lord is gonna speak in the book of Deuteronomy, amen, about where, about where this word truly is. He said, for this commandment or this word which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from you and it is not far off. Amen, the commandment is not hidden. In other words, this commandment is not too difficult for you to understand, nor is it too difficult for you to perform. I just feel like rearing back this morning and telling somebody in Jesus' name that the devil has convinced you too long that it's too hard to serve God. But can I tell you the hard thing? The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. Amen, but to those who have said, you know what, Lord, I surrender all. I just surrender myself to you. I'm preaching to people who have experienced what I'm talking about right now. Amen, on the fence is a bad place to live. It's a miserable place to live. But if you'll just come in, amen, and say, Lord, here I am. I am going to give myself to you. He said, I'm not gonna make it difficult for you to understand. I'm not gonna hide it from you. I'm not gonna tuck it in the galaxies. I'm not gonna put it on the other side of the shore. I am gonna make myself available to you. Amen. Amen. It is not far off, he said. The word or the doctrine of salvation shall be proclaimed in our land. And so here is this word of prophecy. He is to be born in Bethlehem of Judah. Amen. And he is to feed and save Israel. Furthermore, the prophet who is to teach them is to be raised up among their brethren. Verses 12 and 13 say, speaking of the word. Verse 12 said, it is not in heaven that thou shalt say, 
Well, you know, if it just wasn't so far. I've got no way to get to the heavens. I've got no way to get to the galaxies. I've got no way to get into outer space. And so who is gonna go get that word and bring it home to us that we may hear it and that we may do it? He said, it is not in heaven. The word is not gonna be communicated in a way in which the prophets received it as a living oracle. Amen, he, I know he is talking about that there are gonna be men that hear from God. Amen, prophetically, they're gonna utter what they have heard. Amen, but the Lord, Lord is shooting over their head, so to speak, right here. Amen. He's firing a missile over their head. He said, "It's I'm not going to relegate you to just the voice of a prophet. Amen. I'm going to tell you that the word is going to be made flesh, and that word is going to dwell among you. That has a similar tone, doesn't it? Amen. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen. In verse 14, he said, and the word was made flesh, and it dwelled among us and we and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen, I'm gonna tell you today that God is not hiding from you. He is not gonna hide his truths from you. He doesn't wanna hide the revelation of who he is from you. He doesn't wanna hide the absolute full gospel truth of what this church teaches and preaches from you. He's not trying to play peekaboo. He's not trying to play hide and seek. He's wanting to reveal himself. He stands with open arms. He wants everyone, young and old. I wanna tell our young people, you don't have to wait until you're 18 to get the revelation of the Godhead. You don't have to wait until you're 16 to understand baptism in Jesus' name. But I'm gonna tell you as a child, God can put something in your heart that said, I know because I know because I know because I know that God is real. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 13 said, it is neither, beyond, neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, well, I don't have a boat. And who's gonna go get it and retrieve it and bring it to us so that we may hear it and do it? And so you're not gonna be obligated to travel to distant nations in order to hear the word of God. In verse 14, God utters words that should make every child of God or should make something inside of every child of God stand up. Amen, verse 14 says, but the word is very nigh unto thee. Amen, now if we just kind of pause right there and the Lord is just kind of letting us in on a little bit, he's just not reading this, as, he's not saying this as fast as I'm reading it today, but he's saying it's not, it's not out there in the space and it's not over there across the sea and we're wondering, well, where is the word? Amen, you ever, as a child, you ever played the game and, and, and you're, something's hidden and, and somebody said, well, you're, you're warm, Right? Start moving to warmer, 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 colder, 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 colder. Amen. I believe this is just part of my little simplistic little mind here. Amen. But as I begin to read this passage of scripture, I just saw this is not just one voice that was speaking, but I just had a conversation about this in my mind. Amen. The Lord is saying it is not in the galaxies. He's not trying to confuse us. Amen. He's just saying warmer, warmer. Amen. Warmer. Okay. Okay. It's not in the galaxies. Well, it's not. Well, where is it, Lord? Well, it's not across the sea that a man would 
would say, well, who's gonna go get it and bring it back to me? Amen, well, okay, it's not in the sea, warmer, warmer, warmer. He said, it is nigh unto thee. Yo, you're getting warm now. You're all over it now. You're getting close to it now. And then the Lord can't stand it anymore. He said, it is in thy mouth and it is in thy heart. Amen, that thou mayest do it. How am I gonna do it? I'm gonna do it because it lives in me. I'm gonna do it because it dwells in me. I'm gonna be able to do it because I'm gonna wake up with him every morning and I'm gonna go to bed with him every night. I'm gonna be able to do it on Tuesday because he's gonna go to the job with me. I'm gonna be able to do it on Thursday because he's gonna be there. He's going to be there with me. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. How am I gonna live for him? You're gonna take him home with you, honey. He's gonna be in your heart. He's gonna be in your mind. He's going to be in your mouth. Oh, let's God, parents, oh, we have such an incredible responsibility. I understand we have shoes to buy, clothes to replace, a shelter to keep over children's head, and food for their belly. But oh, I'm so thankful. I know I said this Wednesday night, I'm just on a jag of it, so I'll, I'll get over it, I guess, eventually, but I've just been so burdened to thank God every day in prayer. So thankful for the ministry. Oh, I'm so thankful for the ministry. Thank you, God, for preachers that felt the call to propagate the gospel and made whatever sacrifices were necessary to preach the gospel. But I don't want to stop there. I'm thankful for every saint of God that caught the message. They pulled it in their heart and they tended that. They kindled the fire. Amen, I'm gonna tell you, they, they kindled the fire of that in their homes on Monday. Amen, because they cultivated prayer in their home. Amen, they, they tended the fire of what was being preached on Sunday, on Tuesday, because they tended the fire. They didn't let it go out. And when a child's brow became fevered, amen, I'm telling you, I grew up in this atmosphere, that when a child, and I'm, I'm not preaching against medicine or doctors, I think you know that, but I'm gonna tell you, I know what it was like for my mom and dad to lay their hand on my head, and they said, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, as a child, I may have looked around and thought, well, the preacher's not here. The choir is not here. The musicians are not here. The saints of God are not here. But they taught me something. Amen, they taught me something. Hallelujah, grandparents and 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 aunts and uncles and, and, and influencers in my life whenever they took me by the hand and they just called on the name of Jesus. They were reminding me something. They were reminding me that the word was not in the heavens and that the word was not across the sea. They were reminding me that the word had not been hidden from us. The word was not in a box in the pastor's office. The word was not in a box in a missionary's mind. Hallelujah, but it was in their mouth. 
It was in their heart and all they had to do was just call on the name Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. In thy heart, power to believe. In thy heart, to do the righteous thing. God was declaring that the tongue may make confessions unto salvation, but I believe, I believe this is what Isaiah saw in the spirit when he penned these words because we got to understand we're on the other side of all these prophecies. We see them clearly. It makes perfect sense to us. Not so much <laughs> to those who were penning these words. They were probably as lost as Noah building the ark. It never rained. What are you talking about rain? But they were convinced. Amen. Isaiah said, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. So here in is a summary of what God is driving home in Deuteronomy 30. The word of God is not hidden. It is not far off. It is not caught up somewhere in the celestials and it is not held captive by some distant sea. But the word is nigh thee. It's so close it's in your mouth. <laughs> it's so close it's in your heart that thou mayest do it. Now we're not relying on a few today words written on tables of stone. We're not relying on the word that would come from heaven, and so to speak, and we're not relying on the word that would come from a distant land, but he said the word is nigh thee. It is in thy mouth, it is in thy heart that thou mayest do it. I have no way, I, I, I have no way, no more than anybody here perhaps, of being able to thank God for every preacher that ever preached a message that impacted my life and called them by name. I've just heard thousands and thousands of sermons and I've met thousands and thousands of preachers in a lifetime. I'm thankful for every church service that I've ever attended or every church event that I've ever attended but I've lost track of all that. They've just, it's all just turned into a blur of time but I think what God is trying to remind us is that we don't have to wait till we get to church. Amen. <laughs> He's reminding us. I'm not negating any responsibility that I as a pastor of the church has or any of the ministries of our church have. But he's reminding us that we, do not, we are not relegated to a high priest that can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But we are indeed connected to a God who is in all points tempted like as we he understands the word is in thy mouth. The title to my sermon today is simply this. It's the title of an old, old song that's just been rolling over and over and over and over in my spirit. I, I, I don't expect everybody, of course, has ever heard this song, but I heard it growing up as a child. It's entitled Jesus, Just the Mention of your name. Amen. Jesus, just the mention of your name. The verse says, like a lighthouse in the midst 
of a midnight storm. That's what the mention of his name is. Like a lighthouse to a mariner in the midst of a storm. It's like a harbor to a ship that's been battered and torn. That's what the name of Jesus means. It's like bread to a starving, emptied heart. It's like fresh running water to a soul that's parched. That's what happens when you mention the name of Jesus. <clears throat> I too have lost count of how many times I've stood at hospital beds and nursing home beds and the homes of, of people that were, that were shut in in their home and I didn't have adequate words to say because frankly, there were just none in the vocabulary. So we just held their hand and there's just something about the mention of the name. Jesus, Jesus. The course says, Jesus, just the mention of your name. Flowers grow and the desert blooms again. Like fire in winter cold, like pure precious gold, Jesus, just the mention of your name. That word is in your mouth, not just in mine. That word is in your heart, not just in mine. I'm gonna ask our musicians to come. What blessed peace we have that comes or should at least come from knowing that the word is nigh thy mouth. So here it is. It's in your home when you're there. It's on your job when you're there. It's riding down the, it's riding down the road with you when you're in that automobile. It's like that word nigh to our mouth. So I believe that we ought to indeed speak the word. I remember, oh man, I, I, I mean, years ago, years ago, probably 25 or so years ago, I remember going to a ladies retreat with my wife, I had been invited to go because there was a, a, a husband and a wife that were preaching the conference. It was Elder Brother and Sister Sizemore from Cincinnati. And I remember for the very first time in our lives, we were exposed to the prayer journey. And Sister Jackie Sizemore had set up cards, am I right? Set up cards out through a park like area where the trees and things of that nature. And these ladies would walk down these trails and there would be the word of God that was written out and they would come to that place in the trail and they would pray the word. Powerful, powerful. Not pray what we think of, not pray what's on our mind, not kind of just discharge whatever is in our conscience, but to pray the word of God. My wife has a prayer journal. Isn't that the name of it? It's, yeah. it's a prayer journal. It is well worn. 
well-worn. Because for years and years and years, she has prayed essentially the same prayer for me. And she's prayed the word over me. (laughs) The word. I don't even know why I'm going here, but but I'm going. I've been sitting in the den on Saturday nights and just felt like I was just up against the wall and just couldn't quite get my hands on what the Lord was wanting to speak here the next day and my wife has walked up behind me and laid her hands on my shoulders and just started praying the word. Amen, just the power of the word. So we ought to say the word, we ought to sing the word. And I'm gonna tell you some of these I love all of the music, but I'm telling you some of these songs is just so saturated with the word, it gets all over me. My goodness alive, that word, the word, the promises. We ought to meditate on the word. David said, hide the word. Many said we should love the word. I believe we ought to defend the word, Paul said to Timothy, because it is nigh unto us. I love his word. I want you to stand and I want you to understand something with me today. That what you need to successfully live for God is not hidden. It's right there. He said, I'm gonna put it nigh. I'm gonna put it close. I'm gonna put it in your mouth. I'm gonna put it in your heart. The Lord said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. A baby's born in a manger, we celebrate that, but it's far more than cuteness. It's the fulfillment of things. Because it takes us one step closer to Deuteronomy's promise. The disciples said, man, oh Lord, don't go, don't go. He said, "You, you don't get it if I don't go. I can't come back again. It's gonna hurt a little while, but I'm gonna write something on the table of your heart. I'm gonna move in. Amen. I'm so thankful for the name of the Lord. Today, I've just come to encourage somebody in Jesus' name that you can successfully live for God. I'm talking to young and old. The easiest thing you'll ever do is commit yourself and say it's for me and my house. We're gonna serve the Lord. Doesn't mean you'll never face another mountain. Doesn't mean you'll never face another hard time. But when you've got your mind already set, this is where we're going. Amen, come on. Come on, family, come on. We're going to the house of God, come on. We're going to the prayer room, come on, come on. We're gonna pray. Amen, I'm not just talking about Sunday and Wednesday, but I'm talking about in our homes. You know what we are fighting today, we are, I don't know if the word fighting is right, but what we are facing today is we are facing young people, amen, that do not have, or there is a, there is a lack of support at home. There's a lack of spiritual support at home. Amen, so I'm gonna put the weight where it should be today, and that's on the shoulders of mom and daddy. Amen, we need to understand the value of saying, children, come on, we're gonna pray about this. Amen, they may, 
they may look as unconcerned as unconcerned can be. Amen, their minds may be a thousand miles away, but I'm gonna tell you one day they're gonna grow up. Amen, one day, one day they're gonna grow up. They may even stand there sometimes resenting the time that you're, you're spending there, but I'm gonna tell you one day they're gonna grow up. They're not always gonna be a child, but one day they're gonna be a young lady, a young mother. One day they're gonna be a young man and a young father, and they're gonna remember how do we do this. Amen, just like they're gonna remember how you fix macaroni and cheese and how you sharpen the lawnmower blades, Daddy. Amen, they're gonna remember what you did whenever they got fever and what you did when things went wrong amen you didn't get mad and stay home but you said no we gotta of all times we gotta be in the house of God we gotta press on why how do you get that strength it's because it's in your mouth it's because it's in your heart amen Jesus 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 hallelujah we need to magnify the name of the Lord hallelujah let's don't just dismiss too early here amen let's give God time to demonstrate the power of his word amen can we slip our hands up amen let's open our mouth and make a noise in prayer let's make a noise in faith today hallelujah 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 you can have the Holy Ghost ma'am you can have the Holy Ghost sir you can be a God husband, a godly father, a godly wife, a godly mother. Hallelujah. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.